The Hackers Way Podcast, Season 3, in full effect, <laughs> heat. <laughs> Masculinity. <laughs> High-value men stuff. Dress, dress wear, fly stuff. You see this pimp? He's pimping out here. Uh, real estate, e-commerce, all-around cool-ass dude with extreme leadership skills and knows how to get stuff done. That's important. Appreciate it. Extreme man. leadership skills, how to get stuff done. And the mix. Oh, yeah. You know it, baby. <laughs> My man, Jason. Oh, yeah. How you feeling, Ken? Hey, everything's blessed, man. Thank you for coming. Appreciate you having me, man. Always a pleasure. You're doing your thing out yeah. here. I try to do what I could do. Yeah. I do what I could do. So I give you an intro. Tell people who you are, kind of sir. Okay. Uh, Jason Brown out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, also the president CEO of Jason Brown Realty. Uh, what else do I not do? Uh, <laughs> property management. I do several properties for several investors. Uh, two online apparel stores. Flash stuff. Also a natural uh, bodybuilder competitor looking to. In the gym uh, every day. Yeah. Every day you in the yeah, gym? Yeah, almost twice a day now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get ready, man, for the next competition. You're in the fraternity as well. Yep, fraternity, Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Okay. That's okay. right. Um, <laughs> and one of the things I respect about Jason is Jason knows how to get stuff done, and he has no problem starting. If, if he sees a need yeah. for something, he'll start it. Right. Right. And, right. and run at, and run with it. One of the things that you do often, correct me if I'm wrong with the wording, but uh, black men stepping out in business attire. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the exact verbiage of it? Yeah, I think it's all about changing in the narrative. Yeah. Of how we're seeing. What's the what called or, or the, the or, or the march you guys do? What's the what? Now? What's the name for it? Uh, oh, you're talking about the uh, black menswear flash mob. That's it. Yes. Yes. So that's actually started. He's a brother in the fraternity as well, uh, but check him out on Instagram. So he started in Atlanta, I okay. believe, and he wanted to get men together, suited, looking fly, but not just for some grandiose photo session. He wanted black men to come together and also young black men, because we have a lot of uh, uh, young men that come in, young boys that come in, so that we could represent and change the narrative and image of black men. Dope. And it got to the point where he started to visit other cities with that same concept. But it wasn't just a grandiose fashion show. What we actually started doing was networking business-wise. We have several group meet, there's a group meet chat for each city so i've done atlanta brooklyn yeah. chicago and later this year we should be in paris france oh yeah that's fly oh yeah uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna put a picture of it too you guys can see you guys can see it man most brother stepping out uh changing the image is, is is damn right most definitely what is life like as a realtor in this hot market in charlotte and what was <laughs> it like when you started out Okay, so when I started out, uh, that was in 2009. Oh, that one? So that was the bottom. Okay. Okay. I was at the bottom of the bottom. Mm -hmm. uh, and I figured that if I, if I can start in 2009, and if I can survive at the bottom, ride that wave, build my brand, then as that wave comes back to the top, then I'll be in position to capitalize. 
So, brother, I started in 2009. I didn't have one sale for the first two years. Two years? Yeah. Not one sale? Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. Because so many people quit in life in general mm -hmm. when they don't get their way in, in 60 days. 90 days, they're out. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm leaving. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. What kept you going? Just perseverance, man. I believe that it was coming. I had odd jobs mm. in between that time. And then I made a decision to move to another firm. Mm. A lot of times it's the, the firm that you connect with. It when might you, not be a fit for you. Right, it might not be a good fit for you. And I went with a smaller firm both times, but the first firm definitely wasn't a good fit. So I would say in 2011, in February, I switched to another firm, um, all black firm at that time. And about, I would say around October is when I had my first sale. But when I sold my first home, I was actually homeless myself. I had lost my car. I had been evicted. I was, I mean, God always gave me shelter, mm. but most people don't even know that, that I was actually homeless. You were literally homeless. I was home. literally homeless, wow. sleeping in a motel. I didn't have a car. So I was riding the city bus mm. just to show a house. I mean, it would take me two hours just to do one showing. Wow. Because I had to drive from, not drive, but catch the bus from my destination, go to the center of town. We call it uptown Charlotte, but you guys may call it downtown. Get a transfer, transfer to another bus, go as close as I can to the house that I'm showing. Make sure I'm there early enough so I can get off the bus, walk to the house so the clients wouldn't drive up seeing me walking. Seeing you there. Damn. Yeah. That's commitment. So uh, got the first sale in 2009. No, excuse me. Uh, two, first two years, changed firm in 11, first sale in October 2011, 2012, got my footing, 13, 14, 15, and 16, I was top selling agent. Cool. Congrats on that. Yeah. So top selling, we don't have to get into exact numbers, mm -hmm. but like six figures earning? Top selling, uh, well, I wasn't making six figures uh, at that point in time, but top selling me, I had the most uh, sales as far as volume. Dope volume yeah that was when foreclosures were really big yep. so i was listing a lot of foreclosures because that firm had a contract with the uh, hud as an asset manager so uh or with had a contract with the asset managers so uh yeah i was moving man and then i stepped out on my own in 2017 and then and then that's and how you doing now oh i'm doing very well <laughs> how many how many deals you close in a month oh gosh man i think this year i'm up to four million so far you told four million with the real estate yeah Congrats. Oh, yeah. That's a nice check. Oh, yeah. My man. Um, what were you doing before you became a realtor? I was a French teacher, middle school French serious? teacher. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Most, <laughs> most people don't, man. Yeah. French is my second language. I've lived in France and studied wow. in France and taught in France and everything. Yeah. Dope. What was, what was life like in France? I'm sorry. I'm not laughing that you lived in France. I'm I know, but it just kind of it throws often. people off. It's like, where in the hell did that come from? France? French? Like, what the hell? What was life like in France? It was glorious. It was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I really didn't want to leave. Mm. I really, and I had a chance to play ball over there, but the visa that I had was a student visa. Okay, okay. So I could only stay over there for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But it was a great experience, man. I was in a, uh, a smaller town called Limoges, which is um, kind of like uh, south, southeast of Paris. 
is in a what they uh, region is uh, called uh, Limoisin is what mm -hmm. it's called. They're actually known for the basketball there uh, in Limoges. But um, yeah, man, France is my second home. I love it. Yeah. Oh, oh. Life was beautiful. My man. What got you into the fitness journey? I was tired of looking the way I looked in the mirror. Mm. And I saw a lot of, I was always been into fashion. Okay. So I follow a lot of different fashion sites, but then you would see guys cause they're working out and they're in shape and all that good stuff. And then I started looking at some of their personal pages and they, I mean, they really work out, they go at it. And some of them are even competitors. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, you know what? If I start training like a competitor, I'll come away with a physique like a competitor. Makes sense. So that's what I started doing. And then I educated myself and found out that I didn't have to take performance enhancements, not that I have any issue with that. Do your thing, no, no issue here. But there's a, there's a couple of federations that are all natural. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, I just got in the gym and got with a trainer and I started seeing the results and now I'm in it, like I'm hooked. That's what's up. Oh yeah, I'm hooked. A healthy addiction. Very healthy addiction, very healthy addiction. My best placing in a competition is third right now. Mm. So once I get the pro card, then I'll probably just hang it up. But yeah, nice. oh yeah. So we talk about leadership, masculinity. Mm -hmm. Where are men going wrong currently in the masculinity and leadership department? Right. As far as going wrong, what are men doing? What are men doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Or not doing at all? I, I think that's it. They're not, they're not doing it all. I think the first thing is men have to reclaim their voice. Mm, okay. You, you, you have a voice and you don't have to necessarily broadcast it 24 seven. But first thing, man, you have to do is speak up. Mm. Be it right or wrong. Uh, thirdly, I would encourage men to become Renaissance men. I have really identified with that. So become Renaissance men, read different things, travel, grow your awareness, grow your awareness so that you're, you're very well-rounded mm -hmm. and just have a backbone. Plant your flag and defend your ground. Ooh. Yeah. That's deep. If you want to get in contact with more motivated sellers, lock up more real estate deals and automate your real estate business, then Malik Coach Carter has to offer for you. Presenting the Property PI, how to find off-market real estate deals. Come and learn how to generate tons of seller leads this week. Get to the closing table more often. Find more free time with your family and friends and dominate your target market. You will also learn how to find motivated sellers, marketing best practices. Get some of the top producer tools, the best operations and automation systems, money-saving tactics. And you'll also get bonuses of the monthly group coaching, guest speakers, and a 30-minute consult with Malik himself. Head on over to www.thepropertypi.com. That's thepropertypi.com. When did men, let's say black men, start to lose that? Mm. Well, it was compromised during slavery to an extent. Okay, okay. I mean, anytime you're in a situation where you have a family or you have a tribe that you can't protect, mm -hmm. you can't provide for, mm -hmm when you are not only subject to another authority, but you have no voice in that community. You have no say in the treatment of yourself and the treatment of your tribe, then how is your tribe gonna to look, to, look up to you? Damn, yeah, that's true. 
is, is very breaking, is very disheartening. So to come over here in chains and not to be able to defend yourself or protect yourself and then the sisters around you, you can't even defend them or protect them. Mm-hmm. You know, if a certain slave owner wanted to take uh, liberties mm-hmm. with that sister at night, what were you going to do? That's true. Mm-hmm. And what if that sister was your actual sister or your wife? Mm-hmm. So I think that's first when the, 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 the back was, was began to break. Thereafter, it was, still, it was still somewhat hard, but we had our dignity. We had dignity. Yeah. We had dignity. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all that, we found God. In the midst of all that, we still had community, mm-hmm. and we began to build the communities. Even though you would be working that job for 30 years, you had a job. Mm-hmm. You brought home the money. You mm-hmm. provided for your family. Uh, I think it took a turn for the worst, I would say, after World War One. Okay. Because a lot of our brothers were being shipped off throughout World War II, Vietnam. That makes sense. And et cetera, et cetera. And they came back to a country that didn't appreciate them, didn't acknowledge them, and didn't respect them. They came back to a country that didn't have jobs ready so they could quickly go into the workforce and start, you know, uh, providing for the family, investing in their community. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. You mentioned the word providing a few times. Uh, are you married, dating, engaged? I'm single. Single. Yeah, single. I'm single. Okay, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you planning on getting married? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I date to marry. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. What does that look start there? What does that look like to you? So, so you date to marry, meaning you only date women who you can see yourself marrying. Correct. What? When when you're dating her, what qualities do you look for, and what qualities? make you say we're not dating anymore okay well right off the back if you don't know god if you don't have a relationship with jesus you're not even in, not you're not even an option okay you're okay. not even an option i don't need you to be able to spit the whole bible to me okay. i don't need to come home to that mm-hmm. but you need to have a relationship with god uh with that fit feminine friendly cooperative submissive okay okay yeah shout out to kevin samuels shout out to the mix that's where we met by shout the way. out to kevin <laughs> we met in the mix. That's we, did, we did. Group. So shout out to Kevin. Shout yeah. out to the mix. Yeah. Um, and you're a leader in the mix, man. A lot of guys look up to you I in the mix, to, bro. I'm trying to do what I can do. Thank you yeah. for that. Thank you for that. Um, all right. So what things do you turn you off? Mm. Woman that doesn't know how to listen. That's annoying. That's, that's really fucking annoying. It's very, bro. Oh, God, like, just, like. Like, we will not make it to the second date, bro. Why are you laughing? <laughs> we, will, we, will, <laughs> we, will, we will not make it to the second date, bro. It ain't happening? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I think when, when every decision has to be a decision by committee, that Ooh, gets yeah, annoying, bro. Point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That gets annoying. Mm. If you don't trust me to lead, then we don't need to be in a serious relationship. Uh-oh. You can date others, I can date others. But once we get into a serious relationship where we are monogamous, mm-hmm. where we see each other as a potential spouse, mm. and we're, we're starting that serious direction, then you need to trust me as a leader. That doesn't mean that I'm a totalitarian. That doesn't mean 
that this is some kind of crazy, you know, where whatever I say goes kind of a thing, mm -hmm. but everything doesn't have to be a freaking Senate committee where we're trying to pass a freaking bill. I mean, it's crazy, bro. Yeah. It's crazy out here. I don't have the time for it. Yeah, no, no. Like, like you, you need to come with that stuff. Yeah. A woman. yeah. I speak all day with my clients. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking all day with potential clients. I'm running business and, 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 and taking orders and making sure that things are correct. And then I got to come home to a whole board meeting. Yeah, that ain't it. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, meet you out, because ain't nobody living with me. Meet you out, and we, you know. Ain't nobody living with you? No, no, hell no. After marriage? Uh, after you get married? Oh, after oh, I get yeah, married? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah but not but before, before that, it ain't happening? Nah. Okay. I, I, need, I need my space. <laughs> I, need, I need my space, man. I respect <laughs> it. Um, you said providing a few times. Is right. financial provision something you're willing to do? Is something you look oh, forward yeah. to doing? Oh, yeah, look forward to it. it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited 100%? About it. 100%. Okay. I do 100%. Most, most women want to work, yeah. and, and, and I encourage that. Mm -hmm. Find something that you're passionate about. But here's what I've learned, AC, is that, and that's great, but we as men understand, especially high-value men or Henry's, high-earners, not rich yet, understand that we still have to work our butt off so you don't have to work. Okay. And that gives a lot of security to the woman. That actually frees her up mm -hmm. to know that if she's not working a nine to five, that the quality of life doesn't go down. The lights won't get cut off. Okay. You'll still be able to afford, afford the vacations, mm -hmm. afford the nice little luxuries that make you happy. Yeah. What kind of watch is that? Oh, this is an Evicta, man. Oh, yeah. Can you get a closer one? This watch is stupid. <laughs> you want to see it? I got it's you, brother. stupid. <laughs> Is that close? I'm going to close some deals. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to close some deals. I need that watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Evict is a good brand to start off with when you're starting your watch collection. Okay. You don't have to go to Omega. You don't have to go to Rolex. You don't have to go to Tudor. You don't have to do any of those things. Start with Evicta. You can mm -hmm. get a, a very classy timepiece. Okay. Affordable price. On it. Um, when do you see yourself getting married? Well, right now I'm 41, and I can definitely see myself married by 45. Okay. At the latest. At you the want more kids? No. You really? Do I want more kids? Yeah. No. You're out the game. Nah, I don't want more kids. One and done. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I respect that. Yeah. Um, what makes a great realtor? What makes a bad realtor? Mm. Ooh, wow. Because a lot of bad ones. There's more bad ones than good ones. Uh... What makes a great realtor? Well, number one, a realtor that actually likes what they do. That's important, yeah. So what are the benefits of owning a notary signing agency? Okay, here's a quick example. Let's say you do five assignments a day, okay? The client pays you $175, and then you're gonna pay the mobile notary $100. Your profit is $75 per transaction. That's right, without doing any work. All right, let's do some more math. Now, what if you did $75 times five of those a day equals $375 a day, a day. Okay, now let's times 375 by five days a week. That comes to $1,875 a week times four weeks in a month. 
and you have a grand total of $7,500 in a month. Yeah, this is the real math of owning a notary signing agency. And I'm actually going to throw something out there that's very unorthodox. Okay. And very, it's very unconventional. What makes a great realtor, one of the things that I know makes me a great realtor, is that I'm not in a lot of debt. That's something I never hear people say, but it's true. As, a, as an agent. Yeah. I, now, me personally, I, ha I have no debt. But one of the things that makes a great realtor is a realtor that's not under pressure to close the deal so they can keep the lights on. Yeah. So a realtor that has budgeted their lives and has removed, so that they're not so tight with their, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the burden is not so heavy. Mm -hmm. uh, the yoke is, is not so, so grievous to them. Uh, that makes a great realtor. Uh, thirdly, a realtor that's always getting more information and learning about what's going on in that local market. Mm. If a new coffee shop opens down the street, how is that going to affect economics? What does that mean to follow? If a Starbucks moves in over here, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and really in anywhere in the country, if a Chick-fil-A has moved in, I can pretty much tell you what's going to happen to the land value surrounding that. <laughs> That's a good point. Exactly. That's a good point. If you can see it before it happens in real estate, the clients will definitely have you as number one. Mm. That's what it's all about in real estate, seeing it before it happens. Seeing it before it happens. Uh, how hot is the market in Charlotte? It's crazy, it's ridiculous. Not enough inventory. On average, we have anywhere from what, 30 to 40, 30 to 40 people a day moving to Charlotte. That's a lot. Yeah, the pandemic slowed it down a little bit, but mm -hmm. the inventory is so low, prices are skyrocketing. How long are homes on the market for? Oh you? gosh, three days. For if you're, well, let me, let me backtrack. If your price point is, let's say about 355 and below, you are not gonna be on the market more than five days. Damn. Unless you are just, unless the condition of the property is so grievous that someone's mm -hmm. gonna have to be, you know, bring a lot of money out of pocket. For, I would say 355 and up to about maybe 525, you're looking at about two weeks, okay. two to three weeks. So you, you, you gotta be on it as a realtor. Yeah. You gotta be on it. On it. That's on cool. it. How's your apparel business going? Great, great. Uh, THT Apparel and Faith Gear. Both are going great, man. Um, it's just, I'm learning better how to build awareness because there's so many people in the country that don't know what I do or don't know it's there. Uh, but the, it's been, I mean, the sales have skyrocketed. Nice. I've changed up some marketing that I do. Okay. I've actually started taking pictures of myself. Yeah. Wearing the apparel mm -hmm. rather yep. than just putting up a mock-up image. And when I did that, the same shirt that I put up a mock-up <laughs> image that no one bought, when I put up a picture of me, because I have a graphic design background, mm -hmm. I was a double major in, in college, um, real, real, uh, graphic design and uh, French. But so when I started putting that to use and put that out there, the sales just started, started coming. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Good stuff. What can women do better? or differently to attract quality men like yourself? Understand what it is that we want. Understand what is your true sexual market value. What does sexual market value mean? Sexual market value means what price can you command on the market? What is someone willing to pay? Okay. And I don't, and I, and I don't mean to put that in terms to make it sound like a, you know, a transaction in that way, but it is for men. It is, it's very transactional. For men. Yeah. So if women feel insulted by that, that lets me know that you don't understand the networkings, mm -hmm. the gadgetry of, of high value men. 
but you need to understand what is your true sexual market value. And the best way to do that is to find some brothers who you trust, who are the closest to what you're looking for and let them just tell you like it is. Mm. Let them be as hardcore, as upfront, as blunt. Mm. But yeah, and then secondly, really understand the mindset of, of, the, of the man that you say you want. A lot of women can give you a great description of the man that they want, but in terms of what is his mindset, uh, generally, so, so for example, in real estate, I started doing higher volume in sales when I dug in deep to who my potential client was to the point where I knew what kind of charities this person is likely to be involved in, what they eat for freaking breakfast, <laughs> where they go on vacation. I yeah. got so down in detail, I mean, microscopic, right? Yeah. Women should be like that about the type of men. You have to be very intentional, ladies. You have to be very intentional. Mm -hmm. You say you want this type of man, what does he like to eat? Where does he vacation? Where are the places that he go? If he goes to church, is he sitting on the front pew, middle pew, or the back pew? You know, uh, what time, if, if he has a busy day, what time most likely is he going to be at the gym? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're in the gym for an hour and a half in the middle of the day, who, who can really do that? You, you see what I'm saying? I dig it. I'll add this component to once you got the man, how to keep the spark going, anticipate his needs. Yeah, most definitely. And desires. If you know that he has something to do Saturday, make sure that he, he might um, have his shirt ironed. That, 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 most definitely. That he has his laptop charged, things like that. Anticipating a busy man's needs because it allows us to think less and to go out and earn more so you don't got to go out the house and go to a job. So you ladies can keep that in mind. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. 100%. What does the black race need to do to be further ahead in five and 10 years? Well, the first thing we need to do is stop blasting and hating on each other. Mm. That's, deep. That's the first thing. We spend so much energy in That's judgment. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and we pride ourselves of being kings and queens and we're from Africa and there's so many different languages all throughout that continent and so many dialects, then we need to carry that over here. We're all different. So first of all, stop judging each other. Uh, secondly, I would say be intentional in the type of relationships that you engage with. Be more intentional. It seems to be a high turnover. Wow. On the social scene. Yeah. And, and you're not very intentional. Mm -hmm. uh, thirdly, I would say use your money wisely. Keep your ear to the ground. Mm. And I mean, look at what white people are doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Study it mm -hmm. and then make a decision for yourself. That's deep. I listen to, and I'm not going to say their names, but there's a couple guys that I listen to. And anytime they have a video that comes out, I'm on it. Mm -hmm. Just for the information. Mm -hmm. I may not rush out and make a quick decision. You shouldn't make a quick decision. It should be calculated. But I, I may not rush out and make a decision on it. But uh, based on what they're saying or based on their opinion, but I'm always listening. Mm. Always listening, man. Yeah. That's the, how can our marriage rates increase? The marriage? Our marriage rates. How can they increase? 
Marital rates? Marital rates, yeah. uh, Well, first of all, women need to stop dropping men like flies. Overwhelming percentage of, of relationships end because the woman's left. Yeah. 80% of the divorces within the African-American community, if you look at blackdemographics.com, it will test this, 80% of the divorces are filed by the woman. And I know people have their reasons and, and, and whatnot, but it's amazing when you talk to those same women five, six, seven years later, most of them would have gone about it differently. Mm. So ladies, I would say, stop having high turnover in your relationships. Um, don't be so quick to divorce and don't wait so long to get married. Mm. Because by the time you get married, and all, all ethnicities are, are taking longer to marry. Okay. For African-American women, by the time they get married, they're, they're at a certain age where their sexual market value has actually on its downward spiral. Okay. They don't understand that. So now they see Jason out at the lounge, but Jason's not giving them the response that Jason gave seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. You could have had me then, but now I got money. Yeah. Now I can travel. Now I can afford to go out and meet different people. Mm -hmm. You know, my ex lives in Texas, and that is a song. I mean, showing up, my ex is living in Texas. Texas but yeah, yeah she lived in Texas, and it worked out well as far as dating for me. I mean, it didn't last for particular reasons, but man, I'm open to dating in different states. Mm -hmm. So, ladies, you gotta. If, if, you, if you don't see him as a husband in the beginning, then why start it? You think more of us need to date to marry or only date to marry? I would question if you're not dating to marry, why are you dating? Oh, shit. In my humble opinion, why? That's deep. Like, really, what's the purpose? Oh, I need a friend, but you ain't got to sleep with him. Mm. Then go for a friend. Most people are dating because they really don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. Most people are dating because they want to have a partner that they can engage in physical activity with so they can be monogamous and they can feel safe and, and get their itch scratched. Mm -hmm. It's not about marriage. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I, I, I collected $300. And as a matter of fact, I got paid before I got there. Hey, everybody. This is Scott from Orlando Prime Notary. Uh, I just finished doing fingerprinting, uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't have done it and known what to do if it wasn't for Andre's fingerprinting school and his notary school. I actually did two back to back, uh, $300. That was the best part. Oh man, $300 to my PayPal? Okay, I'll show up. Thank you, Andre. Uh, your school is phenomenal. It's simple. It's very easy to follow the instructions. And it's one of those things where it's guaranteed. If you do what he tells you to do, you're guaranteed to start making some extra money. Um, and this could turn into something full-time for you. So yeah, thanks, Andre. You guys are awesome there. The Mobile Fingerprinting Academy. You know, nine months later, you got a baby and you're talking about, you know, it was the best decision to break up. Well, who chose him? You chose to lay with him. Accountability. Very much so. Because while you with him, 
Jason's over here. Mm -hmm. The guy that is mirroring the type of direction that you want your husband to be taking the, the household. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of captains out here guiding the ship, but there's so many women staying on the shore with Junebug in them. Mm -hmm. No offense to Junebug, but Junebug in them. <laughs> and if Junebug is what you want, then go for Junebug. <laughs> but if Junebug is not what you want to have to deal with for the next 20, 30 years of your life, then why even start anything with Junebug? Look, like, sorry. like, you know what I'm saying? You got to see the end from the beginning, brother. You got to see the end. See the end from the beginning. Mm. Most of your friends are black males. Oh, oh man, I'm very diverse, brother. Okay. I have, I have a lot of good ones, but uh, the tightest, the tightest crew that I have. Oh gosh. I got about four white guys that I call brothers. Okay. Like when I introduce them, I'm like, "This is my brother." Got like, it. is that deep? I have about another four five black guys that I introduced that way. And I have about two other, like uh, Asian, one's Chinese, Indonesian. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. For the brothers who you know, even if not friends, but let's say you, 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 even your frat guys, for the ones who make, let's say over 150 a year or so, mm -hmm. the, the ones who are married or in long-term relationships, are most of them with black women? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Most of the black men I know are with black women. So, to think that there's a whole mass of black men out here looking for white women, looking for... I haven't for, seen it. Nah. I haven't Not as it. a massive movement, no. Nah, nah. And, and most of my friends, you know, are doing financially well. So that whole income thing, then they split. I ain't seen it. Sparingly, right. I see it, but not like a thing. Right, right, right. Nah, it ain't there. Now, I do have a good uh, a brother in Charlotte. He's actually my fraternity brother. He's a great... He's like one of the top fitness trainers in, in the city. He is married to a, a Caucasian woman, but he said, you know what, Jason? He said, after I got out of the last relationship, no, he was actually married. When he got divorced from that African-American woman, he said he would never date a black woman again. Oh, sir. And he's gonna come out with his story, but interesting enough, he said, brother, he said, if I were dating a black woman, he said, I'm a fitness trainer. I have hundreds of clients. These clients, a lot of them are female. They're sending me their progress photos. Their photos are in a sports bra and panties. He's got to look at the side, the front, the back. Mm -hmm. He said he wouldn't be able to have, he could not have grown his business to this point if he had been with a black woman. Because just going out, if his experience, and it's anecdotal, yeah. but his experience was if the black woman even thought that he was thinking about another woman, mm -hmm. he got it. I hear what he's saying. I hear what he's saying. Um, there's a lot of black women out there, so it's hard for you to, to totally agree with it. But mm -hmm. you know, his, his experience. That, his that's experience. his experience. His experience. His experience. Now, when I'm in the gym, I don't holler at the gym. I usually have my headphones on, so it's not a place where I. But I do observe. Mm -hmm. There's some women that come in, and you can tell they're on the treadmill to protect their hair and makeup. Okay. There's another <laughs> class of women over there getting it. Mm -hmm. on the squat machine, on some free weights. I'll let you guess which ethnicity is which. Mm. You think that's widespread across the board or? You, or oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. How if, you, if, you go, if you look at the bodybuilders, look at most of the successful bodybuilders uh, from bodybuilding to men's physique to class of physique, look at 
who they're married to now. The interracial marriages in there is at a high level. How often do you think a woman should be in the gym? Oh, four days a week at a minimum. Four days a week at a minimum. Really five. Okay. But at a minimum, four. Minimum four. Okay. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. How can people become, how did you become a great networker? Well, I first started out going to a lot of networking events and soon found out that there was no real networking going on because they weren't building relationships. Mm. When I was going to them, you meet a lot of people, they're happy to meet you. You exchange business cards, exchange information, and then I never hear from them. Never hear from them again. So what the heck was all that for? How did I become a great networker? I became intentional about going there and establishing relationships. So I don't want everybody's business card. Mm, that's good. I don't want everybody's business card. That's good. I'm not trying to get to know everybody at the same, on the same level. What I do is, first of all, I take the initiative when I'm there. I will walk up to people and say, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And I will that's talk good. to them and, and, and go through. So I try to make sure I talk to each person. And then as I'm listening back, uh, uh, as to what they say, what they do, where they are, or just the casual conversation, the things that they're mentioning, and see if there's a connection there. Mm. Those are the people I zero in on. So when I go to networking events, my objective is not to get everyone's business card. Interesting approach. My objective is to definitely meet and greet as many people as I can, but the ones that I either hear a connection in terms of industry or where I'm trying to go, or a connection even outside of that, that's the people, those are the people I want to zero in on. Okay. Because you have a springboard already. Mm -hmm. You have a common ground. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to create a connection, it's actually already there. So go all in with people who you already got the, already have the common ground with, rather than kind of meet everybody and then dabble, Most go definitely. all in with a few people. Most definitely, and I get more referrals from that. That's right, yeah. I get more referrals because we have a common interest in wines, or we have a common interest in watches. And that's all we talk about. Mm. And then we meet up for lunch. You're starting to build a relationship. And then they, they'll call you out of the blue and say, hey, Jason, you know what? I was talking to my coworker. And they're actually going uh, to be relocating uh, you know, to Houston. And, they've been th and they need a realtor to put their home on the market. Mm. And I told him about you, told him you were a great guy, that I know you well, and, but I've never worked with you. Can I pass on my number? Pass on your number, and uh, most definitely. There we go. Yeah. Take it. Jason, stick your flag in the ground <laughs> and keep it there. <laughs> and hit the gym. Consistently. Four days a week. Oh, yeah. If Minimum. you love the Lord and are fit and, and you don't want any more kids, call him. He might take you out. But be nice and listen or else he won't. I don't want any more babies. I don't no. mind him having kids. But you, you don't mind them having kids? I don't kids. mind him having kids, but I don't want any more new babies. How many kids can they have? What's ooh, your ooh, gosh. Two? Uh, how Three. old are they? Let's say they're 35. The kids are 35? No, no, no. The, the lady's 35. How old are the kids? Uh, 10, 12, and 17. Oh, hell no. Nah. All right, what about two kids? How old are the kids? Eight and 10. Hell no. Nah. Well, you want them older or younger? They gotta be older, bro. Oh, so you need an older woman. If you, if you got two or more kids, 
they, if you have two kids, I ain't taking three. If you have two kids, I need the youngest at like 13. Okay. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Then you holla at Jason. <laughs> Appreciate you, Pepper. Appreciate you, man. Season three. <laughs> Do it. Wow. Yeah.